Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My good friend Nino Colavecchio, member of the Parti Québécois, former PQ candidate, political strategist, college professor, Montreal radio talk show host, can't hold a job, this man. How, how are you, Nino? I'm fine. I'm fine, Roy. You are, and, one, uh, of the, you are one of the most accomplished people I know. You really are. Uh, well, my bucket list is getting is pretty full. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm crossing off a lot of things there, which is not a good sign. <laughs> no, you you want. To... <laughs> Let's not even closer, go there. <laughs> getting closer to the end of that bucket. Anyways, move. <laughs> Look, it's. I said to somebody, I may be in the fourth quarter, but as long as I'm not in the last two minutes, things are all right. <laughs> there you go. And uh, God knows how long it takes for the last two minutes forever, to play in American hope. football. So yeah, forever. I hope. <laughs> Hey, so look, Thursday was the uh, Le Debat en Français on TVA. So how did it go? What's your assessment of how each individual did? And was it was the pressure really on Trudeau more than on the others? Yes, I think the, the pressure was on Trudeau. Because, first of all, the debate started off, as many expected, on the issue of should there have been an election in the first place? And the election is just as useless in Quebec as in the rest of Canada. So there was a, a very, um, a very good debate on that issue, and I think that's where uh, Trudeau took the worst of it. Um, and uh, Blanchet for the, for the Bloc Québécois was excellent, as was expected. He's, you, you people in Canada have noticed that he's also excellent in English, even though you may not agree with his points of view. But he's a, an excellent debater, and he really took the whole debate. Uh, but surprisingly. I, I found uh, O'Toole, I, I was surprised at how well he speaks French, first of all. Um, uh, I didn't expect that, having been used to years of conservatives that, you know, barely can get a sentence out. He was actually quite good. And uh, I was also surprised at uh, how uh, open he was uh, to Quebec's uh, uh, requests over the years of uh, not having the federal government get involved in our affairs or getting involved in jurisdictions that are provincial. And he, on more than one occasion, stated clearly that he would not interfere with jurisdictions that are uh, Quebec jurisdictions. So that, that helped him out a lot, I think. I think he did very well. And unfortunately for Mr. Singh, he looked like he was just there for the ride. Yeah, I know. I, I had uh, somebody else tell me, uh, a friend in Quebec called me and said, I was really surprised at O'Toole because he came out of this looking far better than I anticipated. And I said, well, what's it going to translate to as far as potential support for the Conservative Party is concerned in what should be, federally anyway, the Liberal strongholds? Well, what do you say to that uh, that question? Well, well, what I think, there are some fundamental issues with Mr. O'Toole that that, can, that Quebecers will have a problem with. First of all, is is uh, refusal to uh, to drop this support of the oil industry and everything else related to it being pipelines and the like. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't go over very well in Quebec. Um, for the rest of it, I'll tell you, I I was oddly enough. Uh, please, you I know you're recording this. It'll come back to haunt me. But oddly <laughs> enough, <laughs> oddly oddly enough. Uh, I listened to Mr. O'Toole, and I can argue with him uh, over 80 to 90 percent of what he says, you know, particularly when he says it's not my business to tell Quebec how to spend their money. So 
that's that's very interesting. So his point, I think he's tweaked uh, his position on Quebec very well, and I think he's going to improve uh, his his position in Quebec. Will that be enough? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. I think the the Liberals are 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 have seats that they cannot possibly lose. The ones that they are holding right now, they're already at a probably at a bare minimum. Uh, the Bloc can gain a few seats. Uh, the situation. Like I said, if there was a, a if there was a, 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 a position on the ballot where people could vote and say leave everything the way it is, that's probably the way it would go over in Quebec. Okay, now you've heard me say this before. You heard me say it in a radio station where we were both worked. I've said never say to me today what you don't want me to play back for you tomorrow. <laughs> Nino, stand by. Here you are. Uh, I listened to Mr. O'Toole and I can argue with him uh, over. 80 to 90 percent of what he says <laughs> it's a, and it's true <laughs> never say to me today <laughs> that's great i'll remember that <laughs> hey what are the what are the issues in the province of quebec what is really driving the election campaign that nobody wanted what is the what are the issues in quebec well listen it, it the issue that the obvious issue, and and it is the issue, is this whole pandemic. How do we end it? How do we get out of it? How do we move on from it? I think everybody, and, and everybody that I know, and everybody in Quebec is, like in the rest of Canada, is had it with this issue, right? So um, we're, we're fortunate that it appears that our provincial government is handling this extremely well. Uh, and so, yes, uh, you know, there are some that think that the liberals could have done a better job and it and and it doesn't seem that mr trudeau has won the hearts of quebecers with the way he handled the pandemic even though some may say he didn't do such a bad job so the issue here really right now is the pandemic how do we get out of it how do we move on from it right the and the other issue that is always there and that is why i believe mr o'toole did the right thing uh is you know, Pierre, Pierre, you see, look at this, lapsus lingue. I was going to say Pierre Trudeau, but the, the policy is the same. Justin Trudeau's view of creating a stronger federal government that is, you know, what is national policies and, you know, telling provinces how to spend their money right. doesn't work in any of Canada and particularly not in Quebec. So are we segueing here a little bit toward the relevance of sovereignty in the federal election in Quebec? Is <laughs> this, what you're, this, is this what you're doing? Now, let's put it this way. If I wanted to be Machiavellian about this, <laughs> I would say, let Trudeau win. There's a much better chance for, for sovereignists to, to surge if, if Justin Trudeau wins than if, say, O'Toole wins. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, you know, we're because, recording this as well. Yeah, because Justin Trudeau is going to, you know, he, he has this great idea of daycares, but he wants to establish a national daycare, which is a beautiful idea, but we've already got it in Quebec, one of the best in the world, actually. And now he wants to put his nose in there and and, establish, and put in guidelines and, you know, stay out of it. Then there's the issue of, you know, he wants to get into our health system and tell us how to deal with, with, uh, with uh, old folks' homes and residences for, for the elderly. And he wants to establish guidelines. And Quebec, and much of the rest of the country also, is saying, would you kindly mind your own business, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's all about. How does uh, 
How does Quebec see the rest of Canada now? And let me just ask you as well, how does the rest of, how does Quebec see Western Canada? Is it, is it even a factor in, in Quebec politics, the rest of the country? Oh, in Quebec, in day-to-day, in day-to-day uh, no. Amongst people who are very politicized or very much involved somehow, like we are in de- debating politics on a, on a daily basis, we maybe more we have maybe have more opinions but the average quebecer uh really doesn't seem to uh doesn't it doesn't really ring you know doesn't really cause them much of an issue the pro- the difficulty is that um there's quebec bashing that happens a little bit in the rest of canada that's that's more annoying um you know when when politicians claim that we're more racist in quebec than in the rest of the world than the rest of the country you know these issues will 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 uh, annoy the average Quebecer, but not to the point where it becomes a major issue. I think it's it's some very much a live and let live kind of attitude. Uh, I listened to Mr. O'Toole, and I can argue with him uh, over eighty to ninety percent of what he says. Uh, I listened to Mr. O'Toole, and I can argue with him uh, over eighty to ninety percent of what he says. I understand that that's already part of a. Conservative Party of Canada broadcast commercial. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> uh, I'll give him a better recording if they want. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Colavecchio is my guest uh, from Montreal. As you know, as you as just just a point. I, I mean, I'm a sovereignist, but um, I, um, I I have no present allegiance to any one of those political parties. No, I, <laughs> so. I, and you were a very staunch federalist for many years of your life. Long ago, long ago, yes. Yeah. I was, I was. Um, uh, and yeah, I, it's it's one of those things. You're able, the evolution of intellectual thought. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think the outcome in Quebec is going to be as far as the seat distribution is concerned? Will the yeah. bloc, will the bloc get enough seats that they can really claim to represent Quebec? Well, they already ha- they have them now. No, but I'm will, talking about after yeah. September 20th. Oh no, there's a, you see there's a there's a core number of seats that the bloc cannot take away from the liberals. Most of those being on the island of Montreal. Uh, it's considered without without any uh, uh, I'm not any derogatory um, uh, as, any derogatory aspect to what I'm about to say, but it's considered the ethnic vote in Montreal, and it is liberal, a hundred percent or very close to it, okay? So there are some seats that they cannot take away. There are seats, however, that belong to the NDP on the, uh, that are still uh, from the old um, orange wave uh, of the Jack Layton created. There are some seats that are still hanging on to the, to the NDP that, that are in play, that the bloc could, could take. And uh, as far as like uh, around Montreal, the Northern and Southern, the North Shore and the South Shore, they're almost you know, a hundred percent block. So you see it, it, the position, it'll be, it'll be difficult for the block to increase substantially its number of seats because there's just some seats that will not move. Is there opportunity for the liberals to lose some seats? I mean, could Trudeau make enough mistakes in the next two weeks to cause himself and his party some significant problems? And conversely, is there opportunity for O'Toole or Singh to create the kind of dynamic where they would gain from from such yeah. a development? I, I think that um, it, it would be difficult. 
honestly, uh, I think the the NDP is on its last leg here in in Quebec at the, as we speak. Um, there's not much left of that orange wave. Uh, there's uh, there's no not much room for the Liberals to grow. Uh, they could lose a couple of seats, but it will not be major. And the Conservatives just, you know, the strength of their candidates is just not there for them to to think that they will. Uh, they will have a surge in the last few weeks. So, no, I'm expecting things to look an awful lot like they did at the end of the last election. And and you say that the, the, the main issue for Quebecers is the pandemic, yes? Well, right now, that, I think that is the major preoccupation with every Quebecer, as probably with every Canadian. Um, you know, how do, we, how do we get out of this and how do we move on? Uh, which government is going to provide us uh, with a proper um, plan to get us out of this. Um, I'm always impressed, by the way, with these great... One thing, as long as I've been involved in politics, I've always asked myself, how can you promise a specific number of jobs? This really amazes me. (laughs) One person says, we will create 100,000 new jobs, a million new jobs, 700,000. Very interesting. This is about the same thing as those trees that were supposed to be planted. You remember those? I do. How, how many millions of trees were they supposed yes. to plant? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they haven't planted those either, right? No, they haven't. It's one of those things. Let's throw a number during election. That's right. An election. Let's say, you know, and, and Robert Bourassa in Quebec was famous for his un million d'emplois, a million jobs. Wow. You know, great. Never did it. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know that I, I interviewed him the week after the 1995 referendum oh, on the shore okay. of the Pacific Ocean in San Diego. Talk about wow. surreal. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, what about this, uh, the issue? Because it's one of great contention, uh, certainly with my listeners, and I've caught a lot of Hades over some of the things I've said. And I don't, ch- I'm, I'm, not, I'm not riding people. I'm just giving my points of view and you know, do what you want with your life. But... What about this issue of of, uh, of COVID pass or at least vaccination passports? How's that going over in Quebec? Oof, oof. Yeah, that's like the the the, the great can of worms. Um, there are people who are camped in their position to not get vaccinated, and that will not change. And they and they are, you know, diehards. They will not move from that position. Uh, I. I can tell you that I don't understand it, but that's that is what it is, and that will that represents perhaps a maybe a 10, 12 percent of the population. But I don't think there's anything governments can do other than force people, uh, you know, lock them up in the Olympic Stadium until they get vaccinated. Uh, there's not much you can do that will make that will move that. And you know, some people say it's an issue of, of their own uh, control of their own body or whatever that may be. I think it's a selfish position. But then, then again, that's my point of view. Uh, I do have I've had my two vaccines. I'm very happy I did. But I don't think there's it's such a, 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 a position that is so strong for those who are against it at this point, the small percentage that is left, that it's not going to change. On the other hand, one don't the, say, don't say that. Good. Don't say that. Don't say on the other hand. Come on. On the other hand? No. Okay. That. No. That's like, that's the, like the one-armed economist, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> mon ami, c'est toujours un plaisir. Merci. <laughs> if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.